1: So glad you could be with us for this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Well, as we mentioned yesterday, we were pleased to announce that we have found a building for the Utah Christian Research Center. As we were explaining in yesterday's show... We were giving a recap of some of the things that were on our heart way back in March. So, we had a couple of shows on Viewpoint on Mormonism explaining that we were in the prayer phase of whether or not God wanted us to open another facility after the Utah Lighthouse bookstore closed in February of 2023. And Through a lot of prayer, a lot of encouragement, and even a lot of financial support, we are pleased to announce that we do have a building. It is located in Draper, Utah, and when we close today, because today is our closing date, it will be completely paid off, and we praise God for that. We did not want to have a mortgage. We were open to that. If it was necessary, we really didn't know what God had planned, but apparently now we do know. And we do have a building, it's the main floor of a two-story building in the Draper area. We'll have more details on that later, but we're pretty excited about this. And so now we can start moving things in and start getting this thing prepared for our opening day, which has not been written in stone at this time. So have patience with us. We're working on this as best we can. But let's talk about what we plan on doing and why are we in Draper, Eric? Because Draper really wasn't our number one location, mainly because Draper is a bit expensive for a lot of properties down there. But this one just happened to pop up and it fits
2: our needs. Well, if you know about the geography of Utah and the three Uh, Largest counties in the state. We are right there in the middle of it in Draper because it's at the southernmost part of Salt Lake County. And Salt Lake County has 1.86 million people. The state of Utah has 3.38. So that means. Over a third of all people who live in Utah live in the county that you and I live in, Salt Lake County, which is where Draper is. But it's, again, it's at the very southern part of Salt Lake County. Then to the uh, south of us is Utah County with 684,000 residents. And Davis County to the north has 367,000. Now, this is because this is off the I-15 corridor, and our building is a mile off the I-15 corridor, off the 123rd south exit. It's so close to the freeway, and that was one of the things that we were so excited about. But just think about this. Three of the counties that are the state's largest 2.237 million of the 3.38 million. That means two out of three people live in these three counties in the state of Utah, and all are within an hour of Draper. Most places are within half an hour of this building, smack between Salt Lake City and Provo, which is what we wanted. We wanted to be close to the I-15. We wanted to be within driving distance of BYU to Temple Square, Anybody who lives within that vicinity is within half an hour of the building we're going to be at. So I, I'm going to say, Bill, I think, I think this is a God-ordained location so that we can reach the majority of people, for Christians, but also for Latter-day Saints who might want to come in and see what we have, to be able to have discussions with us one-on-one or however that works, to have classes. I think the church community is going to be benefited in this part of Utah because they're going to have access to classes we talked about a little yesterday that will help them understand better the Bible, where it came from, a little bit more about Mormonism, doctrine. We're going to be doing Bible studies at this building. It's incredible to uh, think about all of the possibilities. And you and I have not run out of ideas. We keep coming up with more and more ideas so it's going to be hard to rein us in because we have these dreams, and there's just two of us who are going to be at this building right now in the beginning, and so we have to be very careful with our time management to be able to do the things that we need and prepare this building for an opening later in 2023. You know, I'm not one who likes
1: to put God in a box, so I'm not usually one of those kind of people when I pray, Lord, you got to do this, 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 and this for me. I'm not like that. But naturally, we both had some ideas of some things that we felt would probably be beneficial if we were to move forward with a project like this. And you had mentioned the fact that we're a mile off of the I-15, which is the main highway that goes north and south through the state of Utah. We wanted to be somewhat close to that. Why is that? Well, one of the reasons why we felt a building like this would be very useful For not only the state of Utah, but for us as a ministry as well, is oftentimes we have mission teams coming to Utah, groups of young people, either high school or college age, and they want to do different service projects in the state of Utah. Not necessarily working with Mormonism Research Ministry, but working with other churches in the area, or just wanting to come see what the lay of the land looks like and visit some of the sites, engage with some of the people that live in this area. And so many times we would need a place to meet for these teaching times with these mission groups. And sometimes I'd have to scramble to find a place, depending on the size of the group. Now we're not going to have to do that because we have room enough. Most of these mission teams are not so large that we have to go find a huge church, but now we'll be able to teach them at this facility that is ours. And we don't have to ask for permission. We don't have to go get a key or anything like that. And it's close to the 15. And why is that important? Because a lot of them that come up here, they plan on not only seeing the sites in Salt Lake City, but some of them want to go down to BYU and they want to talk to some of the students at Brigham Young University. Well, we're right there. And certainly if we were to go, let's say, to my personal church where I attend, you're talking about a 20-minute drive off of the 15. Well, most of the time they have so many hours in the day in order to do what they hope to accomplish, and that would take almost an hour out of their day. That's not really conducive to for what a lot of these teams want to do. So we're close. They can come there, get the teaching, get on the road, and they're they're on their way.
2: But we had other boxes that we wanted to check off and this building I believe checks off most of those I mean we talked about wanting to have one floor and preferably a main floor so we didn't have to worry about stairs or elevators we have the entire main floor of this two-story building. We wanted a building of over 2,000 square feet. Well, this happens to be about 2,300 square feet, and we have two bathrooms. We wanted a large parking lot because, let's just be honest, uh, four or five spaces wasn't going to do what we needed to have available for people to come to these meetings. You can't just have four or five cars. Well, you remember when we volunteered at Sanders Bookstore, the Utah Lighthouse Bookstore, she had
1: parking for... One car in the front, two cars directly behind the building, and maybe two cars in the back of the driveway. Well, five spaces is not really enough, especially when you consider that two of those spaces were used for employees at the Utah Lighthouse bookstore. Sandra didn't need a place because she lived next door at the time. So we did need a place for classes, especially, because most of the mission teams, when they come, they come in vans. So you'd only need maybe two or three at the most for them. But if we are to hold classes, let's say after hours or on Saturday mornings, as we've discussed, we're going to need more parking spaces than just three or four. This parking space has, I think, close to 30 parking spaces so that would be more than
2: enough to meet the needs and you know we did look at a few other buildings there was going to be a lot of work at some of these buildings we're talking thousands of dollars this building is not going to need a ton of things done to it. It's a very nice floor. The walls are in shape. uh, There's not a lot of build-out we have to do. So moving in here, it's not going to require a ton of money to get it to the place that we would be able to then start putting in bookshelves and and display cases and other things like that. So when we talk about boxes, you and I had talked about, here's what we want, here's our desire. And we wanted all of these things, and it sure seems that God can't. Came through, we weren't finding a whole lot out there. Uh, we're talking in February, March, April, May. We were finding very, very little to even look at. Maybe you looked at six or seven t- total places. I don't know. And none of them were exactly what we wanted, but they would have worked, some of them. But uh, the cost, Uh, was higher than what we were able to get this building for. And for the size that we're getting, I think we have gotten a very good deal. The Lord's money was well spent.
1: I think you're absolutely right on that. And another box, if you will, that we had that we would have loved to check off was the fact that it's easy to find. It is very easy to find. So that will be very helpful when people say, okay, where are you located? Well, we can give them a street and an address and you can put it into your your GPS if you'd like, but it's very easy to explain where this place is without going into a lot of
2: complicated detail. Bill, uh, we have a mission plan that you have put together. We're going to have it on our website, utahchristianresearchcenter.com. There's going to be a link to a page that will have the mission plan for what we're doing. And you list these objectives. You went over some of them yesterday. Let me just give another one. This one is, provide printed resources that will also deepen an individual's apologetic knowledge when it comes to other various worldviews in conflict with the Christian faith. Now, we're not just talking maybe about Mormonism, but you mentioned yesterday we've got issues having to do with progressive Christianity, all kinds of issues, and we're going to be able to deal with worldviews. Secular humanism is certainly a worldview worldview. I think we're going to be able to deal with, especially in our classes, and the books that we're going to have available. The next one is offer a listening ear and advice for those who struggle with their faith, providing answers and guidance from a biblical perspective.
1: As I was mentioning in yesterday's show, one of the aspects of volunteering at the Utah Lighthouse Bookstore was the many opportunities that we had when people would come in that were just looking for answers. They just had a lot of questions, questions, mainly about their Mormonism. It, it wasn't that we got a lot of hardcore, faithful Latter-day Saints walk into the store and just want to argue. That was very rare. Many times we had people that were kind of at the end of their LDS journey, and they were struggling with some of these issues, whether it would be the, the Book of Abraham controversy or even the translation of the Book of Mormon or some of the historicity of the LDS church. And, well, you could even say I had lots of people asking me about Joseph Smith's dubious character. Of course, they never hear this stuff from the LDS church. If you go to General Conference, you're going to hear nothing but glowing reports of what a great guy Joseph Smith was, but now this information about him is out there on the internet, and the church knows this, and they have to respond to it somehow. And it's not very easy to respond to a lot of these things that are pretty well documented. And so they were coming in with some of these struggles, asking us about the gospel topics essays that started coming out in 2013. And it was just a pleasure, and I, as I mentioned, an honor to be able to talk to some of these people who had some very sincere questions. We hope that that repeats. As the word gets out, and this is where you could be a big help, get the word out about this once we open up so that people will know where to go. And we want to be, as as we say, a listening ear to give advice from a biblical perspective to people that are struggling with their faith. And tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about this, of course, some more.